So reading from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, verse 8. Aham sarvasya prabhavo matta sarvam bhartate iti madhvab jante mambu havavasamam vitham. I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds. Everything emanates from me. The wise who know, perfectly know this engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. So first, this, this verse is divided into two parts. The first part gives us the principle that we should understand and believe. What is that principle? Krishna is the source of everything. If Krishna is the source of everything, that means everything we see in this world belongs to Krishna. Everything belongs to Krishna. So, Krishna says in Bhagavatam, everything is made from my bodily limbs and I am the original source of all creation. So if you know that Krishna is the source of everything and everything you see belongs to him, what will your behavior be like? If you believe something, then you'll behave in a certain way. So this verse tells us uh, everything is emanating from me, Krishna says, the wise who know this fully engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. So if you really believe, if you really understand that Krishna is our father, Krishna is the source of everything, everything in this world belongs to Krishna, then you will engage in service to give the things of this world to Krishna. And we call that sacrifice. We offer things in sacrifice. So what are the ingredients for sacrifice? He says in Gita, Pachan Pushpam Phalam Doyam, a leaf, a flower, fruit, or water. These are the ingredients that we offer to Krishna, ingredients for sacrifice. And these are all part of the universal form of Krishna, which we see here. Um, when we look out the door, and we see the trees, the trees are his hairs, the vegetables are his hairs, and that's what we offer. We take from the body of Krishna as universal form, and we use these things. Uh, so today we will experience that when we eat prasadam. The vegetables are part of the bodily hairs of Krishna. So everything, every herb, every plant, every tree has purpose to fulfill in service to Krishna. It has a service, it has a meaning. During, during Mahaj Yudhisthira's rule, the cloud showered all the water people needed. The earth produced everything. The rivers, the oceans, the hills, the mountains, the forests, the creepers, they paid their tax to the king. So everything in nature has, to, has something to give. We were talking about that this morning in the class. How um, even the rivers, even the oceans, even the hills, the mountains were paying tax to the king. So this is interesting. Not only the people have to pay tax, the hills, the mountains. And when there is a Krishna conscious king, they will naturally give. The trees will give fruit. <coughs> so everything has a function, even the weeds. We don't know what is the purpose, but a good Ayurvedic doctor will, will know what each weed is good for. We think it's a weed, we pull it out. But now there's so much uh, talk about dandelions, how they're very good for your health. 
especially for your liver, you have liver problem. What we used to think were weeds for so many years has now got a purpose. It's just people don't know the purpose, and that's why they take them out. But now no, they're very medicinal. So Srila Prabhupada gave an example. When in 1931 or 1932, he had a toothache. He went to the dentist. And no dentist could cure him of his toothache. And so his servant, who was from the village, took him to the village, a very uh, simple village, took him to the Ayurvedic doctor there. And the doctor went out to the jungle and collected some weeds. And he put the weed, he touched the weed to Prabhupada's cheek and all the germs came out into the weed. And his toothache was cured. Uh, so many dentists couldn't couldn't help him, and so he says uh, people want to cure these germs in different way. But by nature's way, there are so many drugs, so many roots, and creepers that can cure all the diseases. So everything has a purpose to fulfill in service to Krishna. In this world, everything has a purpose, and we also have a purpose. And that's the challenge of our life: is to find out what is our purpose to fulfill in service to Krishna. The rivers, example of the rivers, the rivers are meant to give us nice drinking water. Of course, nowadays, I don't know if you can drink the river water anymore. I don't think so. People have polluted it. But that was nature's way, was that we drink the pure river water. And so in the summertime, the water is evaporated from the ocean. Then it, and when the rain comes, it pours on top of the mountain, and then it comes down in the form of rivers. So that's how nature is supplying. Um, here, I don't know the process, but in India, it's the, very similar to nature. We have tanks on the top of the house, and the, it's pumped up to the tank, and then during the day, it, as much as we need comes down from the tank. I think here you just get municipal water right from the city. That's different. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So all our necessities are provided by, by the universal form of Krishna. And if you become devotees, if you become Krishna conscious, if there's a Krishna conscious king uh, in charge of the state, then everything will be harmonious. The rivers will, will become pure, the purified rivers will be pure. You can drink the water from the rivers and the um, hills will give minerals. The ocean will give pearls and the oysters. So everything will be provided very nicely. So why should we worship the Lord? Um, in this world, most people, they don't, I mean not most people, but many people think that they are God themselves. I am God, why should I worship God? Atheist or impersonalist. But the devotee, the personalist, has gratitude. So this is the first reason why we should offer things to Krishna out of a sense of gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for giving me all the wonderful things so I can breathe the nice air, I can eat the nice food. So we should say thank you to, to Krishna every day when we offer our food, and that is out of gratitude. When we do service, it's out of gratitude. So Krishna, he's not hungry, he's not poor, he doesn't need our food. But one thing he wants is our love, just like 
Sudama. Sudama, he had love for Krishna. And what he had to offer was not offerable. It was just some chipped rice, which was not fit to be eaten by Krishna. But Krishna forcibly snatched it from Sudama. When Sudama came, he was embarrassed to give Krishna this, this old chipped rice. But Krishna forced him, he forcibly took it, and he ate it with great happiness. Because what was, was he tasting the rice? No, he was tasting the love of Sudama. So that's the most important thing we, we have to give to Krishna. And that is what we are holding back, and that is our love. So the pure devotee, he understands everything belongs to Krishna, but also, not only everything belongs to Krishna, but everything belongs to Krishna's devotees. Devotees are the representatives of Krishna in this world. So actually, they are in charge of everything. When uh, Prithu, King, King Prithu, Maharaj Prithu was king many millions of years ago, then he, he was enlightened by the four Kumaras, the sages. They came to him and they taught him transcendental knowledge. And he wanted to give some dakshina, dakshina, something, some money back, some reward. And he said, but actually I have nothing to give you because everything belongs to you. What can I give? I'm just taking your remnants. So he understood the Brahmanas, the Vaishnavas, they are the rightful owners of everything. So everything is, is your prasad, is your mercy. So one thing we can do, there is a verse, a beautiful verse in 10th Canto, 22nd chapter, verse 35. So, four things we can give to Krishna, besides a leaf, a fruit, a flower, and water. Four other things. The first thing is prana. Give your life. Just like Nitai here. He's given his life for Krishna. And Krishna is taking care of him. He's given him a nice, beautiful temple to stay in, and everything is taken care of very nicely because he's given his life. But you may say, oh, I cannot do that. That's too much. Okay, that's no problem. You can, there's something else you can give. You can give some donation. You can give some money. You can give some money. If you think, oh, I don't have so much money, okay, that's no problem. There's still something more you can give. Pranar, Artar, Dia, you can give your intelligence. Intelligence, uh, how to manage, how to uh, spread Krishna consciousness, that you can give. Yes, I think I'm recording. Uh, Let me just, okay, I'm recording. You're awesome, okay, good. <laughs> so you can give your intelligence. And if you think, well, you know, I can't give my life, I can't give money, I can't give my intelligence, there's still one thing left you can give. And that's vacha, your words. You can chant Hare Krishna, you can tell somebody to chant, you can sell a book uh, to somebody, you can give your words. So that's the minimum requirement. Give chant Hare Krishna. That's the minimum. 
so the preacher, Ishikapa, he was a pure devotee. He saw all living entities as parts of Krishna, but, but they're not offering themselves to Krishna. So he was always preaching to everything, everybody, to offer them to Krishna. He wanted to bring everybody in Krishna's service. Not only the things of this world, he was offering the beings of this world too. Yeah, the, uh, the devotees. So Prabhupada engaged all of us, rich and poor. Some of us had nothing to give to Krishna, but others did, like Jayananda. He, his appearance day was the day before Nishingadev. This year it fell on the same day somehow. Now Jayananda's appearance day in Nishingadev's. And he gave all his savings to Prabhupada when he joined to print Nectar of Devotion. Ramananda also gave his life savings, $5,000, when he joined. And he, he came to Shri Prabhupada and he was giving Prabhupada the check for $5,000. And he was asking Prabhupada, can I have those three books, Bhagavatam books? And Prabhupada said, that will be extra. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought he would get it, but no, <laughs> Prabhupada. And he said it was more difficult for him to get that $16 than it was to get the 5000 because he was working outside and he got the 5000 Then after, he became a brahmachari, so he didn't have a job. Uh, how is he going to get $16? So anyway, but that was Prabhupada. He, made, he engaged everyone according to their propensities. Ramananda's propensity was to make money, so somehow he had to get that $16. So another reason why we should offer things to Krishna is out of friendship. We should be friends with Krishna because he's our friend. He's our best friend. So there is... Um, a verse in active instruction. Dadati patigrinati, goyam akyati prichti, bhumte pojati chaiva saviham priti lakshanam. Offering gifts in charity, accepting charitable gifts, revealing one's mind in confidence, inquiring confidentially, accepting pasadam and offering pasadam are the six symptoms of love shared by one devotee and another. So maybe you heard about that before. That with devotees were supposed to give prasad, accept prasad, give gifts, accept gifts, inquire confidentially and re reveal our mind to the devotee. But in the very early days, in 1966, in one lecture, Sri said, in York, we must have these six exchanges with Krishna also. We want to make friendship with Krishna. So if you go to see somebody very great, you bring a present. We, we should give presents to Krishna and accept presents from him, like flowers. Um, for example, we have to introduce ourselves in a loving manner. Uh, we want to go to Krishna Loka, so we have to prepare ourselves to love Krishna. We need to give food and boga, and then we accept prasadam. We need to reveal our mind confidentially, and we pray, we offer our prayers to Krishna, and then we hear <coughs> the answers to our prayers. So Prabhupada said, if you want to love Krishna, you have to practice. First thing, get up early in the morning. <coughs> you don't like to, but you think, okay, I'll get up early to satisfy Krishna. And that's the beginning. Then, okay, now I have to chant 16 <coughs> rounds of Hare Krishna mantra on my beads. You may be lazy, you may not want to do it, Prabhupada says. 
But if you want to love Krishna, you must do it. In the beginning, you have to learn how to love Krishna. But when you actually come to the state of love of God, there is no question, oh, I have to. You will spontaneously follow the regulative principles because love is there. Just like when I, I visited Jaipur. Anybody here has seen has gone to Jaipur and seen Radha Govinda deities there? Yeah, you you went. So um, I was waking up to go to Mangalarti <coughs> four o'clock in the morning, and I heard people running down the street shouting, Govinda, Govinda! They were just so enthusiastic to see the deities, Radha Govinda, uh, for Mangalarti time, that they were just running. They had this spontaneous love for the deities. The whole city goes to Mangalarti there, a thousand people, and they all sing. Some, some song, not our song, but something they sing, some bhajan, Mangalarti time. And so we want to develop our love for Krishna. And there are six ways of increasing our love. They're given nectar of instruction. <coughs> so when I was a new devotee um, in 1970 in Boston Temple, we had a, a practice that everybody would go once a week in front of the deities and we would give a report to the deities. What we did this week, what were our challenges, our problems, what we were successful in. So we would go up and give our report to the deities and, and beg for benedictions. So we reveal our mind, Krishna gives us answers. We got answers to our prayers. So there's two different attitudes. In this world, there's the impersonalist attitude, I'm God, let me become God. Or the devotee says, I'm servant of God. I'll become one in interest. So we try to offer everything to Krishna because we know everything belongs to Krishna. So we also offer everything to our spiritual master, to Sri Prabhupada. When Prabhupada visited London, he came to the airport and all the devotees fell down and offered obeisances to Prabhupada. But the reporters were looking and thinking, what's going on here? He's just an ordinary man and everybody's bowing down to him. So what was the first question of the reporter? Do you think you are God? They asked Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, spiritual master should be given all respects as God. But... If he thinks he's God, then he's dog. And so what can they say to that? Yes. Like one time he was picked up in the airport by a Rolls Royce. That was the, I don't know if that's the most expensive car now, but in, in, the, in the 70s, Rolls Royce was the biggest, most expensive, flashy car you could get. And that's what they... Sometimes, some places, they would pick up Prabhupada in a Rolls Royce car. So then the reporters were envious, and they say, how, how come, you know, you're supposed to be renounced and you're coming in, in this very expensive car? And so Srila Prabhupada said, well, I'm the representative of God, so this car is actually not good enough. I should have a golden car. I should have a car made of gold. Instead, they give me this tin car, you know, it's not really the best. <laughs> what can the reporter say after that? Um, he just knew how to respond. 
It's true. He should have a golden car as a representative of God. So, um, a devotee gives everything to God and a devotee gives everything to the spiritual master. But people in this, those who are impersonalists, who follow the impersonal philosophy, they think that um, we cannot eat, we should not eat anything nice. They restrict themselves. They avoid nice food. <coughs> so, so Prabhupada says, whereas an impersonalist tries to avoid good eatables, a devotee knows Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, and Krishna eats all that is offered to him in devotion, and we get the prasad. So a devotee enjoys eating very nicely. So we want to offer and sacrifice to Krishna. <coughs> so you might wonder, what's the best sacrifice to offer? We heard about different kinds, your life, your money, your intelligence, your words. And um, actually, it is the words by chanting Hare Krishna. Um, but I would like to share something with you. If you look at Radharani's lotus feet, underneath, you will find one mark. It's the sacrificial altar. So, this sacrificial altar, there is a meaning to this sign on Radharani's lotus feet. The meaning is that this universe, whatever you see, that is the form of Krishna. And the offering is the form of Radha. So when you offer something of this world to Krishna, this, then Radha and Krishna are combined together. And this union is shown by the mark of the sacrificial altar. So how do we offer our mind in sacrifice by chanting Hare Krishna Maha Mantra? So Prabhupada Nectar of Devotion says that when you do devotional service, this is being done under the direction of Srimati Radharani. Bhagavad Gita says, Daivim Prakritim Ashitaha. The Mahatmas, the great souls, they put themselves under the protection of the divine energy. And that's Radharani. That's Radharani. So the sages of Narasharani had this realization while performing their fire sacrifice. They were sitting down to do a fire sacrifice for 1,000 years. At the same time, they were hearing Srimad Bhagavatam from Sutta Goswami. So they said, we have just begun the performance of this fruit of activity, karmakanda, sacrificial fire. And we're not certain about its result because many imperfections in our action and our bodies have become black from the smoke. But the most wonderful thing is we're very happy by hearing about the nectar of the lotus seat of the personality of Godhead, Govinda, which you are distributing. So in this age of Kali, our sacrifice is not of fire, but of ears, our tongue, and our minds in association with Radha Krishna in the form of their holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Okay, so we stop here if there's any questions or comments. Yes, Nitai. Yes, um, so we understand that. Sages were pointing that to sacrifice, um, which was obviously very, very demanding. Mm. The sacrifice of this age, of course, as we know, is Chinese Hare Krishna. Mm. This was very easy. 
So in principle we say, yeah, it's very easy, but the practical application is quite difficult. So how, that's my comment. How can we appreciate that this is actually a special benediction given to us by Lord Jaitanya when we are finding it so difficult to chant nicely? So how can, so although it's easy to chant Hare Krishna, we find it difficult. Find it difficult to find time in our day, find it difficult to to pick up our beads, or if you don't have beads, just to say the mantra, it's difficult. Uh, yes, yeah, so how is it that it's easy? Well, it's free, number one. You don't have to pay anything for it. And when I, before I became a devotee, I took initiation from another guru who gave you a mantra you had to pay for, and uh, then you had to chant ten, ten minutes in the morning, ten minutes at night, and the rest of the day do anything you like. But no, and, and after six months you're supposed to be liberated, and, or become God, if, if not liberation. So, um, no, chanting Hare Krishna is very simple, and you can taste it, you can feel the difference of now and your life, say your life ten years before, twenty years before you you started the chanting, before you started chanting, how was your life then and how is it now? How have you made progress? We can think that. Um, but the way to be actually grateful is to wake up, when you wake up in the morning, first thing say, thank you Krishna for, giving, for being with me in the form of your holy name. Be grateful. Try to appreciate Krishna when you wake up in the morning. And then during the day, when you forget Krishna, try to say, thank you, Krishna, for coming to me in the form of the holy name. And you can be with Krishna any time of the day or night. He's available. He's, he's made himself so, so freely available. And also, not only that, you can, you can contact him any time of the day or night. But also, you can go back to Godhead, which is a very difficult thing to do. Is simply by chanting the holy name of Krishna in this life and then remembering him at the time of death. If you practice makes perfect, if you practice, then you can remember him at the time of death. And Lord Chaitanya came 500 years ago. He freely gave this love of God, this most confidential love, which was hidden in the Vedas. Nobody got it before. He gave it. And now we can... We have access to the highest love of Godhead. <clears throat> we have the high, highest access. So yes, it is. It is our. It is our practice. Our practice. We should practice gratitude. We should practice being grateful to Krishna for everything He has given us. Any other? Yes. You say devotee have to give. Four yeah, four, four, four choices. Yes. And what devotee will we get? What will you get if you give these four? Yes. Okay, so there's life. If you give your life, Krishna will give himself to you in return. If you give your money, then um, next life you will get unlimited money. <laughs> if you give your intelligence, in this life, then next life you will get unlimited intelligence. And you will also, there's a good chance you will go back to Godhead by giving your intelligence. And then Vacha, if you chant, 
That's the most important thing, because that is Yuga Dharma. If you chant, then you can also get Krishna. You can get Krishna. If you chant Hare Krishna, then you can expect, even, you don't have to wait for the time of death. Even before you die, you can feel yourself in the spiritual world. You can feel happy and satisfied and free from fear. First thing is freedom from anxiety and fear. And then after that, you get <coughs> happy and satisfied. How you know the next life? How you know the next life? Yes. You, have you born next life as a human being or Okay. Things? What determines uh, what sort of birth you will get? And if you um, chant Hare Krishna, then you will be guaranteed a birth as a human being. If you don't succeed, suppose you don't succeed in this life. If uh, then nothing is lost, you will get birth as a human being. If you eat meat, you will get birth as a tiger or or hog. If you if you're non-veg, if you eat non-veg, then you will go down. It will take you down. If you have illicit sex, it will take you down, because then you can become a dog and have so much as you like. Uh, if you take intoxication, then that will, you can become a tree or a stone. Because you want to forget, you be just those who who take opium, they become like stones. They just lay on the street, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Is meat not non-eating of meat is the most important? Um, chanting Hare Krishna is most important. If you chant so Hare Krishna, is that is that the most important for a heart? Is that number one? Um, of you mean of which of the four? Yeah, of those. Yeah, it, eating yes, it is eating meat is the most important because if you eat animals, then you cannot understand spiritual life. You have no mercy. You have no compassion. It's described that the chanting can be understood by everyone except one who is a killer of animals or killer of the soul. They cannot understand spiritual life. So it's it's very important to be. Vegetarian, and even more important than being vegetarian, is to offer your food to Krishna. Because even when you're vegetarian, you still kill the vegetables. But if you offer to Krishna, then... But the vegetables aren't the lentils. Yeah, some, some are and some aren't. Those under the ground, like potatoes, and some like that. They are considered alive, lettuce and salad. But if you can become free from those reactions, if you offer it to Krishna... First. So we offer everything to Krishna and therefore we get purified of all reactions. And that's the, what we will give you today is prasadam, our food offered to Krishna. Mm -hmm. Through the Krishna consciousness, do you can discover that when the soul leaves the body, ready to go? Through Krishna consciousness, can you discover, uh, yeah, the one thing, the difference is when when devotees leave the body, they don't see amadutas. And they don't experience the fear. They know where they are going. They see Krishna coming. They see Lord Chaitanya coming for them. So their next life will be not in this world, but in the spiritual world where no more death, no more old age, no more disease. 
the, we want to go to the spiritual world. This world is like a prison, and there are so many births, births after births you have to take. But if you go to the spiritual world, then no more births, no more death. So that is our goal. So that is, we know, that is where we will go. Otherwise, maybe one more birth to finish, and then go back to home, back to Godhead. In the spiritual world, people are in a human form? Yes, or, or yeah, yeah, form like, like Krishna. I see. We have the same, we are made in the form and image of God. And we have, uh, we're in the human form, and no older than 16 years old, no old age there. Everybody's young, everybody's youthful, no old age, no disease, no death. Is it invisible or visible? No, it's visible. Not here, not to us here. We cannot see. We cannot see. But you can see pictures, say we have pictures of what, what it's like, what or people are doing. Feel. No. Oh, you can see when you, get, when you go there, you can see. No, or you can feel. Yeah, we can feel, you can feel now, now you can feel. You can feel that exactly. there is a Exactly, yes. You can feel by chanting Hare Krishna. You can feel that there is something more, that there is a, a spiritual place. And that's where you belong. That's why we are not happy here, because we are in these bodies, and these bodies have death, they have old age, they have disease. It's unnatural for the soul. Soul belongs in the spiritual world. And it, it's visible, it, there are, everybody has form, everybody is in love with Krishna, everybody's loving Krishna. So in order to have love, you have to have form. Even there, you eat and you do everything that we do here, but it's without any problems. The trees have, give you everything you want, desire trees. You don't have to work. And the spiritual body living in heaven? It's better than heaven. And there is heaven that's part of this world where you can go and you can enjoy like nice nice uh, opulence, opulent palaces and, and rivers of, of honey and things like that and beautiful trees. But higher than that is the spiritual world. It is higher than the heaven, material heaven. There is heaven in this world all you can go to. But higher than that is, is Krishna's place. So devotees will never born again. Right, that's right. No, no more birth. But you say to who take the meat and toxic, they will be born again like that's that. That's right, yeah. But if you leave that thing and become devotee, then you're protected from your past sins. Krishna says in Gita, surrender to me, give up all varieties of religion, just surrender to me. And I will protect you from your past sins. Do not fear. So what that means is, if you give up this non-veg and these things and become and chant Hare Krishna, become devotee, then that that reaction you won't get. You won't come back again if you become devotee. But you don't. But that that means you don't take non-veg again. No more finish for this. No more. No more sin, not like some, some other religions where they make a sin, they go and confess, and then they make the sin again next week. And then they go and confess. That, that won't work. No, even, even Christ, Jesus said, that don't sin again. Okay, you, you did the sin, you, I forgive you, don't, don't sin again. And so you give up your non-veg, don't take again non-veg. That's it. 
and then you can you can go to the spiritual world. Why it is not possible to connect after the death of the person who you love very much? Why is it possible? Because uh, they're in a different world than you are. You have this physical body, and perhaps they already took another birth. They are with some other mother and father. So, what? How you will connect with them? They took another birth. Maybe they are. Maybe they became a dog in your house. Maybe they became a cockroach in your house. You would. You would smash them. But how is reincarnation? Yeah, it is like that. That is how it is. Where you are, what you, if they are very attached to the house, they can become a dog in that house or a cat. Yeah, that's that is you call reincarnation. That's your reincarnation. Mm -hmm. You can go up or you can go down. You can become born as the grandchild or the child or grandchild, or you can be become the dog of the house, depending on your uh, spirit, uh, elevation, your advancement in spiritual life. But in India, hmm. there was a reincarnation boy of a 13 years. Hmm. Yeah, there are many stories like that. Jodhpur. Yeah, many, many stories. There's and, one book about all of these. And he told everything about her past. Hmm. And hmm. he was visited to the jewelry house. And he said his uh, wife, that hmm. you are my wife. And they are very angry because you are 13 years old. And the woman is 46, and they say they are my children. <laughs> and then this is how you can prove. Then he says, I know where you, uh, uh, you keep the gold. Then he was there, he told, and it is correct. But after two days, the boy was dead. The boy? Yes. Yeah, because they don't like to hear these things. <laughs> yeah, he was very much high fever. And he, he's, he's, where the boy was born, they cannot find him where he is, but they find him dead. Mm. Yeah, so that's why you forget. You don't remember your past life. You will make confusion if you come back and say, oh, you are my <laughs> wife, you are, they will they will be yeah. angry. That's why uh, normally by nature we forget our past life. So, um, I think we have to stop now. It's time for Archie, is it? Yeah, well, usually, usually we'll stop now. Okay. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I think we, it's good. It's good. Okay. okay. Stop and have Archie for Pachtava, yes? Mm -hmm. Or Guru Puja, I don't know what do you do. Yeah, good evening. Go Archie. Go Archie. Okay. Okay. All going to share Pachtava. Thank you. Thank you.